0: Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, Pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This episode is coming in a little bit later than expected, and why? Because we have a ton of information to cover as far as the dev stream that we just got. It was an hour and a half of greatness talking about the anniversary update, talking about season nine, all the stuff that you can do in the game right now as they lead up to the fifth year that sea of has been out it's exciting and i can't wait to tell you about it but before i get into any of that i have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast just like you can to support this content that is coming to your podcatchers whether it be on spotify youtube Apple Music or uh, whatever they do, podcasts, I have no clue what they do anymore, Google Podcasts, what what else is out there? I know Podbeam's doing their thing, there's Anchors, there's a whole bunch, but these folks are getting it over on patreon.com and they have a, a their own rss feed that has the ad free version and many of them honestly they just want to support because they appreciate the work that i put into this to delay a podcast even though i know it's going to really hurt those of you that really love having the podcast on monday to make sure that you're getting the most amount of content for this episode because it is a big one and i'm excited to talk about it but before i do that i have to let you know who those patrons are so thank you to People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, God Hammer 6, Cloud Hammer, I don't know what I'm saying, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt666, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, The Lore Chronologist Deadeye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rooskidoo. Thor, Von Blitz, Windsor, Chris, and Zam, wow, thank you all so much for your support, it really does help, and I hope you all are having a fantastic time, don't forget the end of the month is when we're going to have the Gold Hoarder episode uh, for March, to make sure if you are a part of that Patreon group, if you're part of that Gold Hoarder, you are invited to come onto the podcast for that episode to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, doesn't matter to me. All right. with that, let's get into it. First up on today's docket, we're going to be talking about the time-sensitive content. This is the content that if you're listening to this podcast episode on day one, you have to make sure that you are getting into Sea of Thieves on a regular basis. If you have been lax, make sure that you're going in there and getting this content because if you aren't, you're going to really regret it. Now, first off... Right now, for the next 10 days, starting on March 6th, they are running the Marauder's Medley Rewards. This is five rewards that you can get across five different uh, challenges, each challenge having three different goals. Each goal will be easy to hard and reward gold uh, uh, associated with the difficulty. You have to make sure that if you want all five pieces of the cosmetics that you participate in each challenge that is going for 48 hours starting today. Which means that if you are in the Sea of Thieves right now after this episode is aired, then all you have to do is hit a skeleton ship with a cannonball and you're set to go. That will get you the first reward, which is the fifth anniversary It has a V, a gold V on it. It is only available right now. If you, if you log in and hit a, uh, hit a, um, actually, I I don't know if you you can necessarily, you could probably actually get this, um, for the next 10 days. But if you want to get all of the challenges, all of the rewards, you're going to have to make sure that you participate in each and each, every single one of them. So, uh, the Marauders medley event is divided into five distinct challenges, each lasting 48 hours. These celebrate five years of Sea of Thieves history, each with their own own goals to test your pirate skill set. The goals are split across easy, medium, and, di- and hard difficulties with scaling rewards of gold and renown for each one. Complete any goal to earn an anniversary-themed reward for that challenge. This includes the new Fabulous 5 eye patch, the previous anniversary cosmetics that you may have missed, such as the Golden Sailor Wheel and Cannons, the Prosperous Captain's Sails, and the X Marks the Spot Eye of Reach. Then tick off the remaining gold for extra gold and ren- or other goals for uh, Golden Renown. So it starts off with the eye patch, then the the wheel, then the sails, then the eye of reach, and then the cannon. Um, Each of these, again, fairly easy. I already talked about the first one the the skeleton the cursed sails resurfaced um it's it's in the equivalent of hitting a skeleton ship with a cannonball that's the first goal if you get that down you get a thousand gold uh, the next one is a little bit more difficult it rewards 2500 and the and the third one is the most difficult that awards 5000 so uh the first one hit us uh skeleton ship with a cannonball the second goal is to sink a skeleton ship and the third one is to sink uh, three skeleton ships very easy many of the other ones are going to be exactly like this but they won't unlock until their next 48 hour period so you have another 24 hours uh, actually 28 hours this is the time i'm recording this by the time you hear it probably less than 24 hours to be able to get in there and get this first challenge done the next one is going to be called hunter's call rehooked all you have to do catch any fish that's it if you catch a, a fish during nighttime with the bioluminescence then you get two uh, goals knocked in the at, at that point um, if you really really want to go for the third one you can either get a stormfish a battle gill or a devil fish to complete this so all you have to do is sail out into the roar at night and catch one of the devil fish out there and you'll be able to get all three challenges done in one go next. The third challenge uh, is going to be Tall Tales Retold. This one is probably the most difficult out of all of them. You have the first goal, which is to uh, reach a checkpoint in any tall tale to complete this goal. Not too tough. Reach the end of any tall tale to complete the second goal. And the third goal is to find three journals across any tall tale uh, to complete this goal. So it doesn't matter which tall tale you do. If you know where three of them are for one in particular, you could go and find those, but you have to find three journals across any of all of the tall tales. Um, And that one actually kicks off in three days. Uh, So that's going to be the third one. The fourth challenge is the Sunken Kingdom revisited, and that's going on from March 12th to March 14th. This one, you have to visit a siren sh- shrine or a treasury to complete the goal. Uh, defeat ocean crawlers or sirens to complete that, the second goal, and hand in coral treasure to complete the third goal. The fourth, or no, excuse me, the fifth is Sea Forts Reclaimed. Uh, this one kicks off in a week. So the first goal complete it or uh yeah visit any sea fort to complete the first one defeat the captain of the fortress to complete the second one and open the treasury of any sea fort to complete the third one many of these are all things that you can do within the within 30 minutes given that you have 48 hours i would very much recommend that you keep an eye on this again this is only going to be for the next 10 days and it's going to give you access to five of the rewards for past uh, uh, anniversary updates so um, a lot of people have missed out on the golden sailor wheel and the golden sailor cannons those are something that came very early in the game's lifespan so um if you need those this is a great opportunity um i really like this i think that this is something that uh if they were ever going to reuse cosmetics the word anniversary is probably the best time to revisit those past cosmetics and the captain's um the the prosperous captain's sales are probably some of the most beautiful sales that we've got they're they're uh designed after the captain's chest which i still think is Hands down, one of the most attractive chests um, that are in the Sea of Thieves. It's, it's really just a, a beautiful design for that. So that's just how the, the uh, event for the anniversary update is going to be. Next up on the docket, let's talk about the next... Uh, time sensitive thing that you want to pay attention to so already we're kicking it off with march 6th through the 16th for this uh, marauders medley right after the marauders medley ends on the 16th of march from march 17th through to the 22nd you'll be able to find the lustrous Legend figurehead. Now, if you're not familiar with this, this is going to be something all you have to do is log in between this time and you'll be able to get the uh, Griffin figurehead. But instead of it being for the celebration of Rare's 35 years in the industry, it is the V that is going to celebrate the fifth anniversary of Sea of Thieves. That's just a login bonus. So make sure that you're uh, keeping an eye out for that. Then from March 17th through to the 28th, a little bit longer than what the login bonus is, uh, there's going to be a select of items and sets uh, including those themed around the classic rare games and uh, Sea of Thieves Pirates Life from the 2021 collaboration with Disney Pirates of the Caribbean that are going to be on sale in the pirate emporium so if you've been holding off on the the uh the the black pearl or the flying dutchman cosmetics and you've wanted to get those and held off now you can actually go in there's going to be uh those items as well as some other ones on sale um so ex- expect like the spinal figure head or the uh the spinal set or the the uh, killer instinct set or the perfect dark set or uh conquer's bad for a day i would say the battle toads stuff um all of those are probably going to be on sale anything that's kind of around rare games good chance you're probably going to be able to see that stuff as well um also there's going to be a new uh emote that is going to be um called down the hatch emote uh that's going to be available for free during that time as well too so uh, if you want to make sure that you're you're getting out there, head out to the emporium. Make sure that you're checking for that free emote as well. The next time sensitive thing that you want to pay attention to is going on for four days, and that's from March 16th through the 20th. That's going to be where they're actually going to be putting out a new set of Twitch drops as well, too. So uh, after the the mercenary or the Marauders uh, melody, um, is it melody? No, I think, yeah, Medley, Medley, not Melody, Medley. Uh, after the Marauder's Medley, um, from the 16th through the 20th, which is the 20th is the uh, the actual anniversary from when Rare uh, or from when Sea of Thieves went live, uh, you'll be able to get new Twitch drops. And chances are it's four days, so an hour for each item, and you'll be able to claim each item after that hour. Last time we did this, I know I've been talking a lot about uh, automatic Twitch, which is by far and an still one of my favorite things Um, there was an update that uh, happened with the twitch API that actually broke automatic twitch so I still recommend automatic twitch I think it's a great browser extension if that isn't working and you notice it I would definitely check in after that first hour uh, there's always bbt or bttv which is a better t uh, better twitch tv I think is the acronym but that is another add on that a lot of people are very familiar with that I would recommend as well it does apparently have automatic claims for twitch drops as well so if you want to make sure that you get those and you can't necessarily pay attention and you don't want to lose more than uh, a few hours you know not actually working towards the next cosmetic I would highly recommend you look into picking up one one of those browser extensions to help yourself out with that. Then this is what I'm really excited for. On March 20th, we are getting Sea Voyage of a Lifetime. It is the official documentary covering the behind the scenes making of Sea of Thieves. This is going to have a lot of content and a lot of interviews and footage that we've never been able to see, that's never been released uh, for whatever reason. And we're going to be able to see the full telling of the story for Sea of Thieves in this documentary. I can't wait. I don't know how long it's going to be. I do know that it's going to be narrated by Toby Stevens from Black Sales, which is the same person, uh, the same gentleman who who actually narrated the first Sea of Thieves Athena's Fortune book and I can't wait for this I'm very excited Uh, the trailer showed off a whole bunch of really cool stuff as well as some content creators like Sightless Combat and Freyline um, who are, are in there talking about what Sea of Thieves is like for them so very curious keep an eye out for that I think you guys are gonna love it I think I'm gonna love it I'm I just can't wait I love these documentary type things I watched uh the god of war one for for the 20 what was it 2018 god of war they put out that uh that that documentary covering like the making of it i've must i must have watched that like three or four times at this point i love these things so i cannot wait for that i think it's going to be really really awesome next let's talk about the next time sensitive thing that's going on March 25th through March 27th is going to be a very special, very special community day but it's not just a day; it's community weekend they're going to have the latest flag which is a golden black flag it looks amazing there's going to be a uh, barrel hide emote that is a baker's barrel hide emote that has a cake on top of it that you'll get uh, for free as well as a free pirate legend voyage um, to use uh, that will actually be for the new skull that will be um, able to, to kick off the fort of the damned with just the one ritual skull you won't have to get all of the lanterns I'll be getting into that in a little bit as I talk about season nine content Um, but season nine is going to kick off kick off on March 16th so uh, we're, we're days away from the new season and boy is there a lot to cover in that as well but on March 26th or excuse me 25th through the 27th community day weekend they are going to be giving away 50 million ancient coins they are ramping up the ancient coin skelly they realized that they man, that everyone loved the ancient coins when uh ancient skellies were ramped up and if uh, back oh gosh it was over a year ago at this point when we had uh when we first got um seaforts and we started to notice that ancient skellies were popping up on the seaforts so i hope that that's still a thing because boy i love doing that um but the last time they did this it was a huge success they got microsoft approval to spend the money i don't know where probably in in the couch at the office of phil spencer they just pulled up the 50 million and uh they're going to be spending that and that they're going to be doing that up until the point where they run out of money so once the the cthes community has used the hashtag cthes community day on different social medias uh actually no i think it is probably going to be just twitter so uh once the grade hits grade five the skeletons will be flowing freely so get out there get your ancient coins and hold on to them because man there there's a lot of money to be actual money to be held um and that isn't even like that that's all just stuff that's on the on the the top that's all just stuff that is in celebration for season uh nine for for the the fifth anniversary of sea of thieves they're doing a lot and and this isn't even covering what season nine is actually going to look like and i can't wait because. Man, it's going to be fantastic. Also, with the... Um community they they are doing the the bump in the emissary grade for the community thing you're going to be able to get the boosted gold the boosted reputation the seasonal renowned and the faction allegiance so if you've been doing dives and you're still working on those curses like i am uh that's going to be a great time to be able to do that but i'm going to tell you right now this is also probably the worst time to be doing dives because as well as 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 you may be getting uh boosted reputation for the allegiance you're going to miss out on some ancient skellies unless you're defending and i would not want to be the person that gets invaded on after an ancient skelly pops and then have to give up the ancient skelly which you know shouldn't really take that long to kill but if you got to find them then that's a whole nother thing especially if your crew is yelling at you to get back to the ship because you're going to lose all your treasure i can't be i'm so excited for this it's It's fantastic. This was worth delaying the episode just so that I could actually find out what's coming, uh, in the, in the next 10 days. Not only that, but what's coming in for the rest of the month. This is going to be a fantastic month for Sea of Thieves. I'm really excited for this and I'm really excited to see how people feel about season nine. Oh man, all right, season nine. Um, This is going to be on par with most of the times when I actually dive into the patch notes, but I don't have the patch notes. What I do have is the official content update video narrated by the man himself, John McMurtry. There is a lot of stuff that's coming to this and I'm probably going to miss things, but that's okay. We've got a couple weeks. We will be talking a lot about this in the future. We're going to be talking a lot about this once we get the actual patch notes and we'll be able to figure out what's going on. But I am dubbing this update, and while it is Season 9, I am dubbing this update Shrouded Spoils 2.0. It'll probably be something cool like, you know, Chest of Champions of Fortune or something like that. But I'm calling it Shrouded Spoils 2. And if you were around for Shrouded Spoils, you know exactly what I'm referencing. And that was when uh, Sea of Thieves was in the first year. They tore apart the roadmap. They went back to the drawing board. They built out the Hungering Deep curse Sales and devil's roar all in the first year and got it launched all in the first year mind you with a slight delay in devil's roar and i think they had some uh, things that they had to mess around with, with the rowboats but everything launched and went well and they also kicked off um the shrouded spoils which took everything from the original first three updates as well as uh, the the build rat adventures that they had been doing and they just they just polished it they just tweaked it a little bit, added stuff that was, um, things that, that people were, were looking forward to. They wanted to have that content to revisit. They wanted to, to feel like they were able to take on the hungering deep, um, even though it'd been less than a year. And this did that. It it gave rewards. It, It built out, um, the different MEG systems and stuff like that. It was a fantastic update and it really was the most polished. I think Sea of Thieves was uh, at that point. Like ever ever since then, you had so much more to do in Sea of Thieves and it was really amazing to actually have fun to go do that stuff, um, especially given the amount of content that they brought in that first year shrouded spoils Two, or what i what people will refer to as season nine has a lot of that uh feeling and and as an anniversary update i think it's great to kind of look back and think like oh man you know what shrouded spoils was probably one of my favorite updates and it was nice to hear on the stream today that joe neat actually agrees because it really did bring a whole lot of life to sea of thieves and i think this is not may or may not actually do something like that but it's going to do a lot for us as we kind of look to see uh if we can have some of the polish to some of the new features that have been brought to sea of thieves and they're doing it i'm so glad because it really is nice to see them thinking about how things were introduced, how people utilize those things, and if there's ways to improve that experience instead of just letting it go letting it stagnate you know whatever they want uh for for that kind of stuff so i'm very excited to see how this all lands i think it's going to be a fantastic thing there's some amazing callbacks to some content that uh was either removed or or never mentioned that what i didn't think we'd ever ever actually get um so very very excited to see that and i'm going to be reading off my notes here so it's going to be a little um a little kind of spastic going back and forth I'm, i don't really have a lot of time to really organize all this i'm trying to get it all done within the first night so on top of you know what i've been doing plus this trying to get the content out there um, i usually have more time over the weekend to kind of play around with this stuff so let's talk about season nine features this is kicking off march 16th in 10 days and i oh i'm so excited i'm so excited for this first off let's talk about ghost fleets ghost fleets are back it doesn't have flame heart which is kind of a bummer because I do miss him I do I did kind of love that you know uh, uh, supplies must be twin- like we all have the sound bites well maybe we don't all have the sound bites a lot of us have the sound bites a lot of us remember that big goofy clown head in the sky yelling at us and being all over dramatic and oh ho it's flame heart come on uh, but fl- ghost fleets are back and they actually have a new tornado so if you think about the uh, veil of uh, the ancients voyage that has that big purple Athena or not purple purple the big green Athena uh, uh, tornado Um, take the coloring from that and smash it into the same color or the same tornado that is uh, the Ashen Winds. And that is going to be what the Ghost Fleet is. It's going to be a tornado on an island that is going to have a bunch of Ghost Fleet ships uh, circling around it. So no longer are you going to be required to go out and do the Order of Souls mission. Now players will be able to go and experience the Ghost Fleets as they originally were when the world event first came out. After Flameheart had kind of been resurrected and be able to have that same experience of uh, fighting emergent ships, emerging ghost ships that are haunting an island that you didn't set down. Uh, Next, it looks like Season 9 will finish off Golden Sands Outpost. Uh, A lot of the videos that we saw in today's reveal showcased some of the new areas that are going to be uh, built up with Season 9. Really excited to see the Sovereign Tower. It is a massive tower from the looks of it, and it looks elaborate. And I'm very surprised that they're actually giving the Sovereigns that much landscape. They must have a hefty amount of coin coming from somewhere to be able to afford all of the masonry work and time and effort that gets put into building a tower of the size that they're looking at. I haven't actually seen it in Insiders either so I I'm half tempted on the week before the the game is launched to actually drop into Insiders and see if I can spawn on new golden sands outpost to kind of see what it looks like cuz I at this point I kind of know what's coming. I just haven't actually gotten to see it and I'm so curious at this point i really want to take a look it looks beautiful um as well as the 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 stuff that you know has been over at older order souls and gold gold hoarder you know and, I, and i'm kind of curious what the actual merchant alliance stuff is going to look like too i kind of want to see that so i don't know i might i might i might spoil myself it's i shouldn't but i i think i might spoil myself on this i think i might go on insiders and actually check that all out um, what else? Let's see. Night next up. Uh changes have come to the Fort of Fortune. Yes. So the, the Fort of Fortune is now being changed. And actually, before I get into that, let's talk about the fact that world events um are changing as well. Too. This is kind of a huge, huge deal. Uh if you've been playing Sea of Thieves, you're aware how how difficult um world events can be as someone that's solo uh i remember when ash and winds came out i was very disgruntled at just how difficult they were and how contested they were i've tried i tried to solo them back in the day and never really had an easy time with it it was always really really difficult because it was always tuned for a brig uh if not more like a galleon or at least a duo sloop and it never felt like i could ever do anything solo so i always avoided those and then eventually they nerfed them and they were a lot easier to do took less time and they were a lot easier to to kind of knock out and uh at this point all i need left is four more skeleton ships burned by Nash and Windskull to be able to check off that last uh box in that build rat uh, adventure um but they are going by uh crew size for all of the world events so the kraken and the megalodon are already like this Um, but they're going to go and actually tweak the forts of fortune they're going to go back and tweak the uh, regular forts Um, i believe that the uh, fort of the damned is getting this retro or this uh, refitting or this rebalancing um, but I know that they still intend for it to be more difficult uh, than just a standard fort. Uh, so I don't, I'm not hundred percent clear about that. I'd probably have to go back and rewatch the stream, which unfortunately I just don't have the time to do today. Um, so I think that, All of them are getting redone. So Ashen Winds is going to scale. uh, The the, uh, Ghost Fleet is going to scale. The Forts are gonna scale. All of that is now gonna scale the same way that the Kraken and the Megalodon do. One of the other things that we found out about this as well too is, is that Things like uh, things from the Shrouded Spoils. Now that I now that I think about it, uh, the fog, the Kraken, the Megalodon, all of those have been pushed out away from the main areas of Sea of Thieves due to how they have kind of areas in Sea of Thieves that are kind of no spawn zones, and a lot of that is just due to the nature of them adding more content into the game and adding areas that need to be uh, safe from like a Kraken spawning on them much like the way they tweaked the battle areas that they can have more areas where uh you can get uh, spawned on for um defending in a battle of uh, the sea of thieves for the hourglass fights they've gone in and tweaked a lot of the areas uh so that it's it's more um there's more area for uh events to trigger in so whether it be the fog or a skeleton ship or a kraken or a megalodon all of those will now have more spawn areas so that you can actually kind of um experience that content without it being relegated to the outer edges of the map or over in the devil's roar Uh, i know for certain there is uh like a for sure spot north of morrow's peak outpost that is a trigger spot and it's because every time i sail north from that outpost i usually get hit with a megalodon or a, a um uh, skeleton ships i don't know why i was thinking curse ship for some reason that didn't make sense in my head uh, but a skeleton ship or a kraken uh, and i usually find the the fog out in the devil's roar as well too which is very spooky i love it it's amazing atmosphere but i do miss the days when the fog used to roll in and you'd be on top of a uh, plunder outpost or not plunder outpost plunder valley and you'd be able to see everything Um, except for where the top of the fog layer was and it was just like this big shroud that was encompassing the island and it would kind of pass by. It was always so beautiful. I love I still have some of the photos over at Marauders Arch as well, too, when the fog would roll in and you'd see everything um in on the distant horizon, but everything in the immediate vicinity was completely uh covered in fog and shrouded. It was beautiful. Um still love those photos. So yeah, if they ever do a uh a um what do they call it? a uh, sea of thieves shot and they ever have the theme fog. Uh, I've got a lot, I've got a lot of stock footage uh, from, from those times. So um, yeah, really love that. The, and this kind of goes back to the, the podcast uh, that they just recently released where Mike had specifically mentioned that they were looking to uh, make or to, to validate solo play that they wanted solo players to feel like their way of playing was not just hard mode. And that that's always kind of been the the mentality, you know. And, and any I've ever at, any told anyone about Sea of Thieves, they've always asked, "Well, is there a single single player thing to do?" And I'm like, "No, there's no single player. You can play solo, but there's not like a single player campaign that you can play through." um Anytime you go out solo, understand, you are engaging in the hardest way to play Sea of Thieves. And if you don't have someone to play with, find a streamer, get in a community. Um, find a, a content creator, f- see if they have people that are willing to help out, and jump into jump into Sea of Thieves and make some friends. That's the best way to engage with Sea of Thieves. Rare knows that players like to play solo. Either they just it's a time of day thing, or they just want to do something and they don't need necessarily have crew members who are aligned with that goal and they want to do it like you know hunters call type stuff. So there's a lot of content that isn't available for people who uh, uh, use this as a casual way to play the game. And Rare is changing that. And I love that they are trying to address it so that if they are going to legitimize uh 1v1 in pvp they should really be able to allow solo play to be more viable with a lot of the world events that they put out too it's a large part of the content in sea of thieves especially if you're a fan of the of the pve aspect of it and legitimizing it by making it scalable to smaller crews is a welcome change that a lot of people are going to uh, definitely have sore spots about. A lot of people are gonna be like, oh, they're dumbing down the game. If you want the hard experience, just get more crewmates. And if you want a harder, harder experience, try and limit yourself in ways try and say like okay well i'm not going to use any blunder bombs or maybe maybe i'll uh i'll go hardcore mode and and not use any fruit and if i die i have to delete my pirate but there's lots of things that people could probably do to to have fun in the game um that that make their own challenges you know look at hilarious hilarious does tons of content uh and tons of of stuff in the game using rowboats. that is that is their version of making things challenging without having to rely on the fact that, uh, rare is, is tweaking it to make, give it him a hard mode. Um, he's making his own hard mode and having a good time with it. So, Getting back to the to the discussion that I was about to have, looking at the po- that my third bullet point, uh, as I start to talk about this and realize how long I've been going, um, changes have come to Ford of Fortune. There's now a new chest. This new chest is called Chest of the Fortune. It's a beautiful um, silver and gold uh, looking color with some gemstones. Reminds me of the uh, the the I can't remember the name of the mountaineer in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um stop motion movie but he had that song that was like silver and gold you please tell me someone is is this is ringing a bell for them um and uh so yeah chest of fortune now being added to the loot pool in forts of fortune uh forts of fortune are also being scaled so that if you want to do them solo you can do them solo that's great for those that only have uh themselves to to, to be able to sail around with or feel more comfortable doing things solo or like to be able to to have that experience and be that solo pirate like Briggsy. very cool that they're doing that looks like this chest is going to be worth about twenty thousand. A really pretty good chest, not going to lie. And this is actually going to be something that you can turn in for a commendation. So the new chest chest is tied to a new commendation. Um, The first commendation is going to have an unlock at 30. It's going to unlock a new uh, uh, Fates of Fortune uh, livery set. Um, And for right now they are only doing grade one and when they go to add more cosmetics to the fate of fortune uh ship set they will then open up the grade to grade two so they're gating the content so that folks uh can work on getting these and then once they have them and they've had enough time to do it maybe in season 10 they add grade two and then you can start working on that grind to get the rest of the cosmetics for that fates of fortune ship set um I'm fine with this. I don't see an issue. It's it's one thing or the other. They gave everyone free reign to um, grind as much as they want for the Battle of the Sea of Thieves with the different allegiances. And people took advantage of it. Other people are just kind of doing it uh, as, as they can and getting the curses whenever they, they are able to without necessarily going full degenerate mode on it. Um, and they they said that they were going to keep that content for future seasons. Uh, so the Fates of Fortune ship set that's, that's coming with season nine. Um, this is a beautiful gold and purple motif with a figurehead that looks like a three headed hydra. And I'm very, very excited to actually get this. It's something I definitely want to work on. Um, And to be perfectly honest, a lot of Fort of Fortunes are going completely uncontested or even done at all at this point. Because the new hotness is the battle for Sea of Thieves. And while I think a lot of people are still going to be working on getting their gold curse, uh, or not their gold curse, their... um, it's called the ghost curse as well as their skeleton curse because i know a lot of commendations require you to have that that is still kind of the same content that you'll be doing regardless um i do see that a lot of forts of fortune are going completely undone because pvp is the big right now and i think this is going to draw people back to the fort of fortune um, because of this chest it is one item that is getting added to the loot pool and it will be the one item that uh goes to unlocking the content that you would like to have um the interesting thing about this is that it's not just the uh forts or fates of fortune ships that's being added they're also doing the uh weapons that are going to be for the for the fates of fortune and the weapons are pretty good i didn't get a really good eye on them they look they look like they're going to be pretty cool uh but for all intents and purposes um the reaper's chest and the reaper's bounty are changing they're they're not changing value but they are changing how they appear in the world so they will still show up on shipwrecks Uh, They're still going to have the beacon. But the difference now is if you played through Arena after their update when they removed the multiple chests and just added the single chest to turn in, uh, that one chest had a beacon and that beacon stuck to the chest. Wherever you moved it, the beacon would be there. And that's what uh, the, the new chests um, or the new Reaper's chest and Reaper's bounty are going to act like. Now, when you pick one up, it's no longer going to remove the beacon that was indicating where it was in the world. Now, that beacon will now follow the chest. So, be more aware of uh, where what loot you're grabbing. If you're grabbing one of these Reaper chests, it's no longer going to be up to the player to look on the map for a, a Reaper's chest or a Reaper's bounty To be able to turn in um, going unnoticed you'll now see a moving beacon around the world you'll you'll be able to tell where they are and go after those if you want and the reason you might be want to you might want to go after those is because the reaper's chest is still rewarding doubloons i believe it's 25 and the doubloons are going to start actually being a gold sink for the game So pirate legends are now going to have access to three different voyages and each of these voyages are going to be made available over at the shipwrights. The shipwrights are going to sell these captain voyages for pirate legends uh, and each of these uh, voyages is going to have a specific goal in mind. One of them is going to give you uh, a, an Order of Souls mission that will have you going out and killing skeletons to uh, find a voyage to be able to dig up cursed treasure. So, the Grog Chest, the Crybaby Chest, or the uh, Rage Chest. Those three are the the ones that you'll be able to get for this. So, if you've been trying to get some of these Chests of Sorrow or Chests of Grog, you know, Chest of a Thousand Grogs, or Rage Chests, turn in for uh, the different commendations in your pirate legend with a captain ship you'll now be able to purchase this voyage uh, for doubloons also the other one uh, one of the other voyages is going to be um, an explosive loot voyage and this is one that's going to allow you to dig up athena kegs or athena mega kegs i should specify uh, mega kegs and regular kegs so if you're out there trying to get uh, some of the athena mega kegs for commendations this is going to make it a lot easier and it's going to be at the cost of doubloons The last voyage that they're offering is the new type of voyage and this one is called the Skull of Destiny for the Flames of Fate and this is going to be something that will act like a ritual skull. Uh, You'll get a compass. The compass will be a pirate legend compass and the compass will lead you to a specific location. You'll then be able to retrieve the Skull of Destiny. The skull of destiny will act as not only the ritual skull, but additionally the uh, different flames that are required to be able to start up a fort of the damned. This is going to really trivialize the amount of effort it takes to get a a ritual skull, um, which is actually a a ritual skull is actually a a doubloon-based voyage that you can purchase from Lorena um if not you can always go and usually find one off of a skeleton ship in fact most skeleton ships will usually drop a ritual skull uh but the skull of destiny is something that's only available for pirate legends and it's going to be sold through the uh through the shipwright through the captain voyages and you'll be able to dig up the skull and use it at the fort of the damned um and they're going to have uh, a a a much easier time kind of starting this up um let me see covered all this let's see new pirate legend voyages okay so the the new pirate legend voyages are going to vary based on cost um they start at 100 doubloons and they'll go all the way up to 500 doubloons bearing in mind that there's going to be three different prices for um each of the different voyages uh the the skull of destiny is one that's going to end up costing 100 doubloons Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find out what the other ones were. If you want to buy five uh, voyages for the um, Skull of Destiny, that's going to be uh, 500 doubloons. And then let's see. No, I I can't seem to find where it's at in the actual video. Because I remember I was looking on the video the other day or earlier today, and I actually found out like when this was going to happen. Ah, here it is. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the, the search for the cursed treasure. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I should amend what I originally said. I said it starts out at 100. That's, that's not true. Uh, if you want the powder keg one, that starts out at 50 doubloons. And if you want five of them, it's 250 for the bundle. If you want the cursed treasure bundle, uh, that's going to start off at 75 doubloons. And it's going to be 375 for the stack of five uh the skull of destiny is the one that is 100 doubloons that one is going to have a bundle of five for 500 doubloons so they've just gone in and uh uh, you know put the the multiplayer to five for the cost there so you're not having to pay anything extra you're not saving any money by buying the bundle but hopefully at this point you have a lot of doubloons so you won't really have a problem with this actually i'm gonna i'm really curious what my pirates total number of doubloons is at the moment so I have eighteen thousand four hundred and nine doubloons so I'm good i've I've got a lot I think I think the person in the video that they had only had eight thousand three hundred and forty five doubloons so yeah i I've gotten plenty and i and I know I'm probably on the low end on this right like I know I'm probably like, bare minimum that's the the most people are probably going to have most people probably have like 30,000 doubloons I'm sure uh, that's a, the probably the average for folks because no one has really had anything to spend them on so really great to see this I think it's uh, fantastic um, and on top of this too uh, they've actually gone in and while I'm talking about the captain voyage uh, captain's voyages um, I did notice in the video They've actually done a little icon to indicate when, uh, the, the Athena voyage is actually out in the roar. There's a little roar icon, um, next to the, to the actual, uh, voyage, uh, like icon. So I'm actually really happy to see that. Um, I hope that they've done other things to some of the other, uh, trade company captain voyages, because honestly, like there's not really a clear indication on what those do. So I'm hoping that they're getting a little clear about what it's actually going to have, um, because it's 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 something like I wanna have, and, and these are all kind of based on time as well too, like there's gonna be shorter ones and longer ones, and they're working on trying to make sure that that's a little clear uh, when you go in to actually buy some of those voyages, which is a, a nice overhaul. I'm really glad that they're that they're hopefully taking a look at that and making sure that this isn't just mistaken, uh, mistaken uh, stuff that made it to the video. the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show all right let's see um how am i doing on time i'm doing good we're actually doing pretty good on this. I'll keep going. Uh, let's see next up in the, uh, the video they showed off the new season pass. So they started to dive into the new season pass. Um, they've got new cosmetics in here, which is fantastic to see, uh, the new, the new content actually has, um, two types of content or two types of cosmetics. They've got some cosmetics that are tied to kind of a chef or, uh, like a, like a, uh, like a cooking, um, I don't even know what else you'd call it, just a chef's motif. Uh, you've got a, a, a spatula uh, sword, or yeah, spatula. Yeah, spatula sword. Um, and then the other one is called the uh, new privateer cosmetics. And they've gone and done something that I really, I know a lot of us have been talking about is having more piratey looking aesthetics. Uh, and I really love that they've done that because this new season pass. The free version is going to offer the privateer cosmetics. Um, very pirates of the Caribbean or, or fantasy type pirates, you've got a really beautiful belt with a little watch on it. Um, you've got a jacket that has like a, a kerchief, a, a ruffled kerchief and a, a bandolier belt around your your chest. Um, the pants are stripey pants. I'm, I'm so glad we're getting stripey pants. They've got a big, big, awesome sash for the, for the, uh, the, the dress. Um, I, I'm, I'm so glad that they're doing this. I'm so glad that they've started to add more piratey looking stuff. It, it's there's like an eye patch and a hat that has a bandana, uh, with a gold coin for the eye patch. I just, yes, 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 please more. Thank you. I, I can't be more excited for that. I, I love the fact that they're doing this. Hopefully it's, and it's all different little pieces too, based on the plunder pass. It looks like you get little bits of it um, as you kind of go along. So really fantastic thing to see. Um, they've added a peg leg that's an actual foot. It's, it's, it very much reminds me of a of a wooden prosthetic leg. So you know, any fans out there, or anyone that that has a um, prosthetic legs, like this is going to probably fit in way better than the uh, the spoon peg leg that they have in the Plunder Pass as well, too. Um, but yeah, they've got they've got silly stuff like there's a capstan that's a chocolate fondue where the uh, the actual. Um, Oh, I just blanked on what the word is, but there's a, there's a specific word for the posts that go into the capstan that you used to push. And I can't remember it from the times I went and visited chips, but the ends of them have little, little chocolate covered marshmallows on them and it's adorable. And there's a little marsh chocolate color covered marshmallow with a strawberry on top, on top of the fondue capstan. Fantastic. Really, really unique cosmetics. I think they've done a fantastic job of it. They're also coming out with some very muted colored uh, uh, sails and tattoo and skull or a scar set too um, that are, I wrote this down. Where did I put it? What did they call them? The Gilded Age uh, pirate tattoos, sails, and scars. There's also a flag. Really, really beautiful muted tones. Looks like um kind of worn paper with a, a, like a very light red ink used to kind of uh, uh, color these. Just really cool stuff. I'm so glad that they've that they're going into this kind of stuff because looking on the flip side, if you go over to the Pirate Emporium, man, they are they are going out. They've got a full sea serpent uh cosmetic set in the Emporium. Um it is I mean, it it looks exactly like what it sounds like. It is a giant sea serpent. Uh, with some beautiful sails that are going alongside it as well as a costume and weapons um oh oh i almost forgot see i knew i was going to be jumping around on this uh there was a jacket that was in the dagger tooth uh cosmetic shop for a long long time on a a figure and then uh, a long time ago it disappeared. And we never saw it again. We've seen images of it. We've had hints of of, uh, what it could be, um, but we've never actually had it in game. Now, if you are a pirate legend, uh, now you're actually going to be able to get this um, new item called the legendary bone hunter jacket and the spyglass for it that was from the original uh, outpost um, over on dagger or the original clothing shop over on dagger tooth outpost. Really love that. I, I I think this is one of those ones when the game first came out, we saw it and it was one of the most elaborate pirate pieces of cost costume that we could, we could uh, hope to get. And we never, never got it. And now that we've had tons of different cosmetics in the past, it's almost a shame that this is coming out now because it, back in the day, this was most definitely the coolest thing that we had ever gotten. And I was always kind of bummed that uh, we never we never actually had it come to the game. Now that it's actually coming to the game, it's more of like a nod to the to the OGs who you who were around during the time when this was just on display and we we coveted it for years. Uh, but nice to see that they're making it available. I'm, I, I, I'm either way on the fact that it's made available just for Pirate Legends. I think there's a lot of content and a lot of stuff to do uh, that unlocks as a Pirate Legend as well as a Guardian of Athena's Fortune. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, where did I go into, where where was I missing? Oh, before I get into the emissary stuff, I know I talked about, or not the emissary stuff, the, uh, the emporium stuff. I know I talked about, uh, the, the sea serpent ship already, but forgive me for that. I'm jumping around all over the place here. Um, there's new emissary ledgers new emissary ledgers are coming out for the different trade factions uh there's a fishing pole and tankards that are coming out for this next season that's going to start at the beginning of april We're, we're still within the start of the month for season eight it's the last one uh granted we're only going to have about two months worth of time frame that that's technically part of season eight but you will have till the end of march to be able to work on those season eight ledgers before it rolls over into season nine and we get these new fishing poles and uh, tankards for the different trade companies so make sure that you are trying to get whatever emissary ledgers you need to do done before the end of the month so that way you'll be safe Um, bear in mind that there is that that community day weekend that's going to be going at the end of the month for two days so just kind of bear in mind plan accordingly right oh all right um let's see how much else i can plow through here uh we are getting 13 new pirate emporium items to unlock uh there's all there's the Stingtide ship set and the variation of the Stingtide costume that i believe is going to be made available through the plunder pass for season nine uh looks fantastic seriously amazing amazing looking set uh all jellyfish if you're interested in jellyfish um it's got some really cute emotes with blowing bubbles uh for the costumes um gosh it just it it's when it all comes together it just looks so good and i gotta hand it to rare for really like just Making these sets look so appealing and worthy of the, the Pirate Emporium moniker, right? Uh, let's see what else. They're also going to be adding the Lodestar ship crest uh, as well as a gold cursed monkey. Um, I love the Lodestar ship set, I think it's another really beautiful ship set. Uh, and the fact that it's going to have the crest really does speak to the fact that they all, the Rare, the team also really loves that set. Uh, I still would love to have more ship crests brought into the game. Hopefully this is something that they just haven't had time to talk about because I would love to see more of those brought to Sea of Thieves, Um, especially considering at this point we really only have some of the bare minimum ones and then the ones that you can buy from the Pirate Emporium. And I I would really love to have uh, more variations of that, especially given just how diverse the ship sets are right now for Sea of Thieves. We have tons of different looks, uh, and I would like to be able to have the ship crests actually uh, reflect some of those uh, different looks as well, too, or at least just have different colors to kind of give us a better uh, range to work with when we are trying to put together our pieces uh, or for our ship pieces. I'm also hoping that the bug that uh, went and deletes all of your saved sets um gets fixed um this is the second time i think i've had uh just on lunch breaks um cosmetic set completely erased uh it's a lot of gold (laughs) for me to be able to constantly reapply all of the cosmetics that i have lost due to an error uh, or a bug that i can't get that gold back on so i'm hoping that that's fixed um i still at this point, I just go in and, and put in all the cosmetics each session because I just, I I hate it. I really do hate it. I There's no point. There's nothing that makes me feel good about losing my ship set cosmetics when I have to spend gold on them only to lose them to an error in the game code. Um, off of that, that soapbox. Uh, let's see. Uh, people running into the devil shroud. This was an interesting change that I think is, uh, really does kind of show how rare feels about uh, people running into the Red Sea. Anytime a ship is sunk or sinks out in the Red Sea, any loot that they had is going to be moved to a direct line to the nearest point in the Sea of Thieves where it is outside of the Red Sea. So people that are purposefully ditching their loot out in the Red Sea will sink and they will lose their ship but all of the loot that they had is going to be moved to an area that is in the the most direct line back to the regular seas so there's no more dumping loot out into the red sea to deny it to other people and as someone who loves to deny loot um i am honestly okay with this and the reason for it is because i rarely ever have i think in the history of sea of thieves um I can really only think of maybe two times where I've personally gone and red seeded something that I was doing uh, I really don't like doing that I there's many other ways for me to deny loot that I, I would rather go through most of the time it's usually trying a rowboat play or uh, tossing loot overboard um, but rarely have I ever ever denied loot through a red sea uh, tactic I really am not a fan of that it feels. It feels bad. It doesn't feel like I'm getting what I want, which is a more crafty way of denying loot. Um, but Rare has has now made it very evident that running into the Red Sea was not an intended mechanic for the the Shroud. The Shroud was intended to be a spooky thing that keeps you in the game world instead of just running into an invisible wall cuz that's the alternative there's there's there was two ways to go about it when Sea of Thieves was being made originally the idea was is that the world was going to be flat and that if you ran off the edge of the sea your ship would go over the edge and fall into the abyss and they scrapped that and decided to just go with the shroud the shroud is the mechanic that stops you from traveling too far outside of the game world if you go too far to the outside of the game world your ship will sink and they intend for that to be the cause they never intended for people to run loot out there And for whatever reason, they've decided maybe they've seen an uptick in this. Uh, I've always felt that it was a kind of a a low percentage of people who do it. Uh, But for whatever reason, they've decided that this is no longer the intention they want for players. They want players to either turn and fight or to find out how to to get rid of their loot to try and deny it to other players. Uh, No longer are people who've been chasing after um, ships with loot. Uh, going to miss out on the fact that are going to miss out on um, the, the people who dump their loot out into the Red Sea so it's it's definitely very clear that rare wants to reward players for going out after someone if you're if you're intentionally going out there and sinking it really does take a lot of uh a lot of the the tactics away from players who are runners uh who do prefer to run running is a valid technique uh for for your loot in my opinion i think it's something that you can learn how to do to uh try and and win engagements or deter people from going after you you know sometimes you can run them dry and uh force them to to break off because they've given up the fight you're not worth it to them anymore and they may not know how much loot you have and that kind of goes into the second bit of this which is uh rare is now putting um birds over any sunk ship uh, and the loot that is is off of those so if um if you are sunk by someone and you have treasure originally you had to go out and try and hunt for that treasure and they tried to mitigate this by making the little glimmer that happens on loot from a, a far distance brighter at one point it was way too bright it was blinding and then at another point it was way too uh, dim and you couldn't ever see anything and then they tweaked around with the uh, the float times so it was like five minutes now it's like 15 minutes it just depends on what it is um and and it's it's interesting to see them decide that not only will they add birds to uh megalodon to kraken to skeleton loot stuff like that uh but now skeleton or now regular ships are going to have that as well too so if you sink someone uh but you you lost where they were um now you can actually find out where that treasure is based on the birds and apparently this is something that is going to work for stuff that gets jettisoned off of the side of the ship as well too so this could be a good way to um kind of mess around with someone that is chasing after you you know if you have a lot of low level stuff or you have empty storage crates or something like that uh you might be able to jettison those overboard uh in a weird weird pattern that that really kind of throws them off and if it's a a larger ship it might be harder for them to adjust course to be able to go after this treasure because you never know like what that loot is going to be it could be the thing that you want um i don't really see that being a tactic anymore just because loot really is easier to come by a lot of sinks in my experience, tend to be after someone who is going either for supplies or the flag that you have. Less so about the uh, the loot that you're carrying. But we'll, we'll have to see how this all kind of pans out. But very interesting to see that Rare is deciding to embrace uh, the, the chasers as opposed to the runners by making it um, easier for the, the chasers to get that guaranteed loot. Uh, maybe this is in balance to um, how easy it is for captain ships to turn in loot at sovereigns uh, to, to kind of help try and balance it and make sure that, you know, someone is trying to den- to deny the loot to someone chasing after them um no longer will they lose out on that if it's a red sea thing you still have a, a good opportunity to get stuff turned in over at the sovereigns if you're on a captain ship so remains to be seen how this all plays out and be very interested to see how players engage with it what choices they make things like that as it goes live um to get a better idea of if this is a successful technique or if this is something that uh players will will um be deterred on doing uh because they know that regardless of what happens that loot is going to show up for the the person that's chasing after them uh let's see here some of the other stuff that is going to be quality of life fixes um auto harpoons which i think is a a fantastic change uh this is something that is going to act the way, um the way harpooning a person would act so if you harpoon a person you don't have to pull them off of the harpoon uh it's weird as that sounds now that i think about it uh they just show up behind you right it's how a lot of people will try to harpoon someone and then blunder them uh when they when they arrive on their ship uh now if you harpoon loot it will automatically drop behind you in a semi-circle which is going to make harpooning a lot easier a lot quicker uh, which help should help uh solo players really try to Um, make sure that if they are trying to, uh, you know, get loot quickly after a sink, this will help uh, alleviate some of that stress that comes after trying to get, um, like say you do a skeleton fleet, there's a ton of loot, and you don't have a whole lot of time between uh, the waves. Well, not only are they increasing the time between waves, uh, but they're also giving you an auto loot function Uh, with the harpoons so that way you can ensure that you're you're going to be able to actually get that loot up faster without having to disengage from the harpoon pick off the piece of treasure put it on the deck re-engage with the harpoon harpoon the next item it's all done automatically i think that's fantastic uh one of the other things that's coming to pertains to the hunter's call um we have uh, Delrick, I believe is what they said on the stream, uh, who's going to be the nephew of Merrick, who is now going to be taking Merrick's place over on Stevens Spoils. So you now can actually uh, go and and turn in fish uh, and gemstones and collector chests over to Steven Spoils once again. I think that's a, a fantastic change. It was a much needed change. Um, I think a lot of people were always kind of bummed when when they, at the end of your session, decided that they wanted to go turn in all the loot and the closest one they had was Steven Spoils and they decided that, you know, it was too far to go to the next one, which I think would be the um, the one out in the roar or the finest trading post uh that that to be able to turn all that stuff in so great to see that this is also the youngest looking character that i've seen in Sea of Thieves. um so often and not that we have uh pirates and stuff npcs they all look like they're well into their 30s and 40s and you know even up, up from that depending on who you're talking to looking at you suds uh well into his 90s and i think that this is probably going to be the the youngest character in Sea of Thieves. We don't have any kids in Sea of Thieves, which makes sense. It's a pirate game. It's in the middle of the Sea of Thieves. It's not exactly a place for kids, uh, especially given that the game is T-rated. Um, so, you know, teens need only apply. So squeakers are, are playing uh, <laughs> playing at their own risk. But um, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh, Merrick's, kid, or Merrick's nephew. Um, so a place to turn in there. Uh, some changes to Hunter's Call. Very interesting changes. There's now a shortcut to the bait radial on your uh, items list. So instead of having to pull out your fishing pole and then go to bait, there's now just a prompt for you to get straight to the bait selection um, so that you can select that. Especially nice if you are one of those people that use bait to either get uh, vomit for your bucket for fights, or if you use it to top off, um, or if you just need to hand it to someone. Great way to to get that shortcut. Uh, Additionally, there's going to be a fruit uh, radial now. So if you have fruit in your hand, you can now open up a radial to be able to choose the best fruit. Um, So console players are gonna actually really appreciate this because with keyboard and mouse, uh, if you hit, what is it? Oh, my my muscle memory is gonna fail me here. It's either three or four. It feels weird to not remember. I know what it is by muscle memory. I can't remember what it is if I actually had to point on a graph and, and say which one was which. Um, but mouse and keyboard players, they get the benefit of being able to hit the button multiple times to cycle through the different pieces of fruit. We do the same thing with our instruments. We can hit the I button on our keyboard and it will cycle through the different instruments. Um, you can't really do that with uh, a, a controller. Um, the best you can do is go into your options uh, and then look into your inventory and then select the item that you want there or just have you know just eat through the bananas to get to the pineapple Um, that's those are your options on controller so having a radial for fruit is a a fantastic change it is something that i think a lot of us knew we wanted um but didn't think would be something rare would actually go after uh and and i'm glad that they did that and i wonder if this had something to do with uh feedback that they've received from the battles of sea of thieves the hourglass battles and having people having different types of fruit that they want to use but not having quick access to it feels like one of those that was prompted based off of uh some of the stuff that's recently come with season eight next up um the bait boxes are now a thing. So we now have new bait boxes or new bait crates uh, that are going to be sold. Um, you can either find these out in the world or you can purchase them from the Merchant Alliance, the way you buy rest of the other uh, supply crates. Or you can buy them from Hunter's Call representatives over on Sea Posts. Uh, this is going to be made um, available to everyone. I believe it's 5,000 gold and it affords you the opportunity to get kicked off with your fishing journey. Or if uh, in, in, in my case, some of those of us who use rowboats and go out to uh, sea posts to do some quiet fishing. And run out of bait, but still want to keep fishing. Um, instead of having to take a rowboat to an island, we can now buy a bait box uh, from one of the the representatives of the hunter's call and just continue fishing. And it's just going to be a really interesting cycle. You can literally sit on a seapost and fish for the specific type of fish based on the bait that you need. Get that fish, turn it in, get the gold, buy more fruit or bait crates, uh, fish up more fish and and just continue that cycle you are now emboldened to continue fishing as much as you bloody well please on sea posts so for those of you who are out there who love fishing in sea of thieves tip of the hat to you because man this is your update all right we are uh winding down on the last few things that i that i took notes on again this is very very far from the full list of notes that are coming from uh sea thieves i i asked for those notes i didn't get those notes but this is what i could pull away from the video uh with the short amount of time that i had today to be able to record this episode the last few things are going to cover uh Uh, mermaid statues mermaid statues are getting rebalanced they're going to be easier to destroy which means that there's a good chance you'll be able to solo uh red mermaid statues um and now they have a potential to drop more than one gem which really doesn't make sense from a lore perspective i was always under the impression that one mermaid statue was uh one soul And that destroying the mermaid statue would uh, free that one soul, um, even though I guess it was still stuck in the gem because that pirate ain't coming back. Uh, But at least the gem would be there. Now we have mermaid statues that are dropping multiple gems uh, with this update. And it makes me wonder how that feels compared to the lore aspect of it. I would love to know what's going on, because as far as I know, we have slain Yon Siren Queen. A couple of darn times now. So who is making these? Are the sirens still making these mermaid statues? And why are they getting so lazy that Freddy Siren is like, you know what? I know I got a quota to make a certain number of uh, siren statues. All these pirates are just sailing around underwater. I don't have time to grab them. I'm just going to stuff a couple of these gems in this statue and hopefully no one notices because that's what it feels like i don't know why that bugs me it shouldn't bug me of all the things that have happened with this update that have been bugging other people for some reason the mermaid statue is the one that i'm like ah you know what i got sand in my eye i gotta get this out hang on um next up flags can be equipped from the shipwright boxes so now you'll be able to um adjust all the the aspects of a ship from the uh, shipwright chest um, from the get-go, and you can save the, the flags. Those are free of charge. You don't have to worry about those. Uh, but we actually saw a couple new flags in there. One of them is one that's from uh, the olden days of the Beta. Yon Beta days, uh, as I like to call them. Back when I was a young lad who knew nothing of Sea of Thieves and was slicing skeletons with the uh, dullest of blades, they had pre-made ship cosmetics. Uh, full sets that had uh, the all the liveries except for the cannon capstan and wheel because those came later in the game before we had harpoons. Um, but they had flags and the pennants on the flags, um, were or the the flag poles uh were always very beautiful and we never got those pennants uh and and now we're actually getting these kind of two tailed pennant flags um or at least one of them that's called the adventurer flag uh, there's also one in this uh the video that we saw too it's it's a weird one it is a square flag that is uh cut at a 45 degree angle um in half and there's two tones of brown to it and i don't know what this flag is connected to, it might be connected to one of the sets that's coming in with season nine. Uh, But I thought it very interesting that of all the flags we've ever gotten, most of them uh, have all had an emblem on them, some sort of icon to kind of indicate where it's from, you know, whether it be the Spartan one with the Spartan helm or the rat on the Bilge Adventure flag. They've always had one and we've only had a small subset of solid colored flags that are two tone that are generally kind of the the um, standard flags that you would use out in sailing. Uh, a lot of those are to indicate the state of a ship. You know, if it's a blue flag, it's this. If it's a red flag, it's this. If it's a yellow flag, it's this. And they all have different codes and meanings, and there's different color combinations and different shape combinations. And this one looks very kin to those early day flags, um, except that it's brown. So very curious to know kind of if there's any significance to it, if that's just something that they're throwing into the game uh, to add another flag to your to your catalog of, of different flags. Um, but I, it, it's, it's very nice to see that at least, at the very least, the pennant flags are making their way from the beta and the alphas into the uh, actual game outside of the, the ship sets that those were tied to when we originally started playing through the beta. Back in the days when we could equip all four weapons at once and could swap, we had fifteen bullets and a sword to our name, and man, did we use it! Uh, and, that, and the funny thing is, is, we didn't even have order of souls to work on back then. It was literally just it was just gold hoarder stuff, and it was the skellies that spawned from those. Um, so we really didn't have a whole lot. You know, we we had sharks, uh, and we had we, and that was a We we didn't have anything to really, you know concern us there weren't phantoms or ocean crawlers trying to kill us that we needed 15 bullets from uh you know we we just had skeletons and we were happy with it weird tangent it's anniversary update don't get on me about it uh the last note that i had goes back all the way to the captain's voyages and i can't remember if i actually talked about this when i was talking about the captain's voyages Uh, so i'll just say it now there's a wider range of captain voyages and i think i did talk about this how they're going to be trying to give you ones that vary in length uh as far as estimated time to complete to help try and give players more autonomy with the amount of sailing that they want to do for a day. Uh, because if, if we're being perfectly honest, Sea Thieves is still one of those games that it tends to take a lot longer than you anticipated to do stuff. And a lot of that is just kind of sailing around. And completions are still a, a thing that... A lot of people have to do for different trade companies i still have to get a lot of uh, completions done for merchant alliance so i'm hoping that the expanded range of captain's voyages are going to help afford me the opportunity to do more of these merchant alliance voyages without having to go and hunt down a whole ton of chickens we'll have to see i know i still have 150 animals to deliver for my pirate legend stuff so yeah looking forward to that let me tell you um but i think that's it as far as the main notes that i took there's still a ton more that i know is probably going to be coming uh that i don't know about yet that i'm waiting for uh with the the actual actual patch notes but i'm very very excited to see how this update hits We're already in the midst of the the walk up to season nine uh, with the next 10 days of content that you can get in there, get the anniversary, uh, uh, different items. And then four days after the launch of season nine, we're going to get the actual documentary, the voyage of a lifetime that I can't wait to watch. I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised by some of the content that's in there uh, just based on what they've told us. Um, so really, really excited about that. Plus, we've got the extra special community weekend from the 25th to the 27th to get the uh, the flag as well as to get the uh, 50 million ancient Skelly coins that are going to be up for grabs out there. So, oh, this has been a heck of a day. I am beat. I am, I am at the point I'm probably going to lose my voice here in a little bit if I don't stop soon. So let me get this done. We're, we're going to call it here, uh, and 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 I, I will see you all in a week. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode 265. Feel free to let me know. I can't believe that I'm 265 episodes into this show. It's been five years years in the making uh i can't wait to hit 300 i think that'll be a fantastic one that'll be way later into this year uh when i finally hit a 300th episode um but i'm hoping to have a lot of good interviews and interesting conversations for you um over the next year as we kind of get into the rest of season nine and then eventually ten and see things where, where things go from there um Oh my gosh! If you guys want to get a hold of me, plenty of ways to do that. Over on Twitter, while it's still working, at c a p t underscore l o g u uh, n. I would much rather you head over to the Discord server where a lot of the community members for the Kill Hall podcast are there, um, willing to sail with folks, willing to help folks out, and generally just have a good conversation uh, about video games in general. Whether you're playing on a PlayStation, a Nintendo Switch, or you're an ex- uh, hardcore s Xbox player, uh, or you're if that's uh, that madman on Steam uh who buys every indie, it's you, there's someone in the Discord for everyone. So hopefully you all choose to, to spend some time over there. Uh if you do, be sure to say hi, ask any questions that you want. Outside of that, um, you can always uh s- set up an email. Uh send an email in over to c a at gmail.com. Um, I got uh oh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't an email technically. This was actually a response to to um, the the tweet that I put out because I put a, a delay.jpg JPEG out there um, for folks, and I actually got someone who responded. Uh, so I wanted to um, shout out Ghost Boy for uh, writing in the the question that they had, which was, "Will Krakens now be some uh, spawnable outside of the world events, making Krakens an encounter no matter where you are at on the seas?" I would actually love that. I would love it if Krakens are detached from the world events and can happen at any point, even if there's a world event going, I would love for there to be a a multiple world event system so that um, multiple world events can be going on at the same time. So you have options as opposed to having to hop to different servers or just hope that one despawns and that the one you want shows up. So would love to see that ghost boy. Sorry that I, uh, I almost missed out on this, but I, I I wanted to make sure that, um, if, if you do send in, if you do send in a, uh, uh, what's it called any kind of comments or things like that. I do read them i do try to get them in here if i forget feel free to remind me i have no problems uh, letting you know that i just actually did forget and it wasn't malicious in intent i will try to get your comments and stuff like that um, especially if you're over on the the sea of thieves uh, youtube channel um, i i know that there are two comments that i made um on the the or the two comments that were made over on the youtube channel um i didn't have an opportunity with this episode to be able to bring them up. I do want to dive into these because I think the comments were really good. Uh especially with the comments about the ice zone as well as uh some of the thoughts uh, that people had that got kind of shuffled in the in the mix. So um I'm gonna be able to uh get these these done so that you guys um I want to make sure that I actually cover these when I have a little bit more time to record instead of on the night after the episode's already supposed to be out. So um uh, the the two commenters in the youtube channel i will make sure that your content gets addressed next episode i apologize that i didn't have time to be able to get a a good conversation about them there was so much to cover in this week's episode but i do appreciate that and the same thing to anyone else too if anyone else is out there and you want your your questions or your comments read out on the podcast you have thoughts feel free to share them with me i will always try to make uh, as much time as i can to be able to put those in um on, on weeks where it's not just an absolute massive drop of content uh coming in so look forward to those uh in in the future if you're writing comments i will try to get them in i don't know how many more times i can say that i'm rambling at this point let's get out of here you guys have a fantastic weekend make sure you're logging in to get your stuff done for the uh a- anniversary content if you need it otherwise i will see you all on the sea of the use Of the Witcher series, and are interested in learning more about the world and the history and the monsters and the characters of The Witcher? Well, this is Robots from shows like the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast. And me and my buddy Toasty are now doing The Witcher Lorecast. It's available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on right now. And we also recorded live on Monday nights on twitch.tv slash robots radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So you're welcome to join us there. Again, it's the Witcher Lorecast, available everywhere. Go check it out right now. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you, Starside.